Hi, this is episode 24 of Highlighting the Best of Youth Sports, brought to you by Numbers Don't Lie Productions. In this episode, we had Jen Schroeder, a former softball standout at UCLA and founder of The Package Deal. The Package Deal offers some of the best softball clinics in the world, sponsored by Nike. Jen is such an amazing leader of young girls and brought a ton of value during our discussion. Don't miss her story about who inspires her and how her new online softball school is about to change the coaching game forever for softball and sports. Before we get into the episode, be sure to subscribe so new episodes will be sent to you automatically, and please help us reach more people by leaving a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And remember, if you'd like to learn more about the services offered by Numbers Don't Lie and how we can help you highlight your athlete's special skills, be sure to visit numbersdontlie.biz. Now let's get into this episode. Welcome to Highlighting the Best of Youth Sports, where we bring you insights from top athletes, their sports journey, and those positively impacting the youth sports community. If you're ready like we are, let's go. Welcome, everyone. Today, we have an unbelievable guest. Her Instagram account simply states that she helps girls feel badass. Jen Schroeder is a former UCLA softball catcher, founder of The Package Deal, and a mentor to young girls all around the world. Jen, welcome to Highlighting the Best Sports. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing awesome. How are you guys? Excellent. We're, we're so glad that you're on the show today. Uh, we're, I, I've been personally a huge fan of yours and following what you're doing and the inspiration you bring to so many athletes, and I appreciate you being on here today. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate you. Jen, let's start with you taking just a few minutes for those in our audience that may not be familiar with who you are to tell us a little bit about yourself, your sports background, and how your company, The Package Deal, came about. Yeah, so I grew up in Orange County, California. It's where I still live. I'm the oldest of four girls. We're the first family ever to have four sisters go on and play Division I softball. So I played at UCLA. My next sister competed at Stanford. My third sister competed with me at UCLA. So we had three in the Pac-10 at the same time. And then my baby sister, Nicole, who's eight years younger than me, she said, I want to go far away and I'm going to go to the SEC. So all four of us competed at a very high level. I caught at UCLA uh, right after graduating. I got two degrees from there, political science and history double major. My intention was to go to law school and potentially become a uh, politician. And I ended up teaching catching in a small corner of a warehouse. And soon enough, a few lessons turned into a couple hundred. And uh, in about 2010, I started to share content online, which was well before anybody was sharing content online. And I just started giving away a ton of videos and teaching you know, for free. And people from all over the country started asking, hey, Jen, will you come do your catching stuff here in you know, fill in the blank, Kentucky, Texas, Wyoming, Iowa. And so I just kind of started traveling and that gave me the idea for the package deal, which is the number one clinic in softball where we travel the country throwing these very empowering and unique events. Um, but it was really traveling, just teaching, catching 
that I quickly realized that specifically in the sport of softball, there was no standardization across the nation. So what does that mean is everyone in Texas kind of had the same issue, but it wasn't the same issue that the girls in California had. And it was just, it was very vast and there, there wasn't a ton of parity at all in the sport. And so um, Amanda Scarborough, uh, myself, Morgan Stewart, and my third sister, Katie Schroeder, um, we came together. I personally invited them all to be a part of my idea of the package deal. And I mean, since then, what it's transpired into is something completely different from the original idea. But it was really just a being in the trenches of teaching that, uh, I don't know, created this entire movement in softball. The package deal is mainly events. So, so you'll go around and you do a, a camp or a clinic type thing, but you've, you've kind of combined that with uh, your business sense as well as just the online social media and just as an online platform. And it, it's done amazing things. Like I said, we've been following and watching everything you're doing and you're amazing. You're, you're, the package deal oh. is amazing and you're influencing so many you know, young girls and young athletes. That was part of our mission back in 2014 when we started. Again, you know, that was pre the social media boom, I would say. Like now everybody shares on social media and it's like content is king, but back then it wasn't. And so we really wanted to be a place online where young girls and families and parents and coaches could go to not just learn about the sport, but be inspired. In your Instagram bio, it says, mm -hmm. I help girls feel badass. Can you right. just talk about that and, and your mission of inspiring girls and what that means. So in, in my Instagram bio, I write, I help girls feel badass, which is funny because, you know, there's a lot of nine year olds who follow me. And so I definitely contemplated writing badass as a, as a bad word in there, but it was something that was important to me because I feel like being a confident young girl it, it carries over to your life, right? Like what we learn through sport is so important for who we are as people. And if you look at package deals, uh, bio, it, it used to read that uh, we're life coaches disguised as softball coaches. So when you come to an event with me, with the package deal, yeah, it's about catching and throwing in ground balls, but far more than that, it's that we're going to get you to do something in our time with you that when you walk through the doors, you thought was impossible. You thought that you couldn't do. And by the time that you leave our event, by the time that you leave meeting with me, I'm going to make you or help you believe in yourself far more than you ever thought possible. And that's, that's my absolute favorite part of coaching and inspiring girls is seeing that transition that happens on the turf or on the field. Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest reasons why we are um, so attracted to what you guys are doing. Your, all of your content that you put out, that the package deal puts out, is about that. And, you know, me being a father of a, of a young girl who's, who's 12 now, that, that means so much to me and just empowering all, all of these girls just to have that confidence. And that, that's awesome. And thank you guys for all of that that you're doing uh, with all of these young girls. No, we appreciate it. And, and we can reflect back to when we were 12 and we didn't have girls to teach us. We were taught by men, by dads. And, and that's not saying that that's a bad thing at all, but it's kind of one of those things looking back, it's what we wish we would have had at that age. And that's what we provide to so many young girls. So Jen, let's talk about softball school. The world okay. shut down, uh, the, yeah. sports, the sports world shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So you and the package deal did what? 
Okay, this was just wild. So obviously, you know, I own multiple businesses that all have to do with youth sports and traveling and big group events. And so there was probably uh, a day where I was a little bit panicked. I also, I'm seven and a half months pregnant now. So I was like a good six months pregnant then. So just imagine like hormones and am I going to be able to work and what's going to happen? And oh my God, I'm having a baby and ah, you know, all, all the things. And I... <laughs> legitimately one day just came up with the idea of softball school and I text Morgan and Amanda these very infamous words that they'll say I've text you know a handful of times throughout package deal uh I have an idea and they always say that those four words just scare the shit out of them excuse <laughs> yeah. my language but always something good comes out of it and uh so I think that they braced themselves uh and then I pretty much told them that what I wanted to do was create a platform for all of these girls who had been taken out of school taken out of softball to join classes live and I didn't want them taught by just us I wanted to invite anybody in softball to teach at school and I wanted to cover not just the physical aspects of the game, like framing or you know how to hit with power, but the mental parts of the game. Right. How to develop confidence, how to have a strong voice, what's your relationship like with the umpire as a catcher. Uh, and so I, I kind of pitched it to them just in text message. And right away they were like, oh, we got to do that. That's a good idea. And so I stayed up till three in the morning, changing our entire website, like writing everything for softball school. Right. <laughs> I probably, again, scared the out of them when they woke up the next morning to my emails. <laughs> um, but we pulled this entire thing together in six days and we were able to launch it the very first day, the very first Monday that the nation was shut down. And so it's a six week program where we are boasting three live classes a day at 8, 11, and 2 Pacific Standard Time. We promised everybody 90 videos. Uh, six weeks is done this week, and we're giving everybody 100 videos. All these videos are almost an hour long. They are taught by the who's who of softball. I'm talking Olympians, Kat Osterman, and Monica Abbott, and Aubrey Monroe, and Haley McClendon. Like, to, it's anybody who's anybody in softball, the best part about it is we did not personally ask one of them. All of these coaches approached us to teach inside softball school. And the mission, the goal was to just positively impact lives, to give these girls, these girls who love softball as much as we do, a place to learn, a place to be inspired. And since it couldn't be in person, it was going to be done digitally. And so now it's really motivated us because people really love it. And obviously this quarantine is not ending anytime soon. People aren't going back to school or not going back to softball. So um, anyone who got in has access to it for at least another month. We're, we're kind of playing around with when quarantine's going to end. You know, I think that there's so much unknown. So we're leaving the program open. People can watch these videos whenever they want, as many times as they want. There are over 50 PDFs downloaded into this community. You can search for the videos in chronological order. You can search for them in topical order. Um, and then what's coming next is, is a monthly membership to essentially take what we did during the quarantine and provide it at a really great value for softball players, families, coaches to access at any time from their phones, computers, iPads, or wherever they do anything digitally. Yeah, Jen, being in the sports, a sports business uh, that we are in um, with Numbers Don't Lie and highlighting the best of youth sports uh, as the podcast, I just, 
I want to congratulate you because you are definitely with with this format and this platform that you got that you just created out of the thin air. You are going to change the game, and this is just going to it's going to take off for you because what you mentioned earlier, you know, how you founded the package deal was standardizing everything. And especially right. with the digital products and things like that, just congratulations. It's going to be awesome. And I, and I know the work you guys do is going to be huge. Yeah, it's been, it's, it's been amazing so far. I think, you know, when, when you come up with an idea, you think, all right, we've got a pretty large following, but if we could get you know, 200 people to buy into this idea. And then in seven days, when you've got 4,000 people in your program and they're coming from 22 countries and all 52 states, you're thinking, oh crap, like this, this is something, you know, this is, this is something that can really, really inspire lives. Absolutely. So uh, that takes me to one of my other questions I had was how many um, athletes or or people did you get to to sign up for? Yeah, there's 4,000 members so far. That is amazing. <laughs> that, that, that is awesome. And again, this is the first time you're doing it. And I know, you know, you'll evolve it and make it even better. And, and that's awesome. So congratulations. Where, how much is it for someone to sign up for this, um, the program right now? So it was, the whole pitch was that it was $90 for the 90 videos. You know, it's like a dollar a video is what okay. we did it as. Now, on, honestly, our, the original idea, like anything, it's like you have the original idea and then it just takes off. So the value is far greater than just those videos. But it's, it's $90 for the program for 100 videos, PDFs, and then Anybody who has a team, like we have a lot of teams in there. If they email us, we're giving out really great team and organizational discounts. Um, The goal wasn't to make a ton of money. The goal was to provide access to as many softball players as possible. So if you just go in as an individual and sign up online, you're going to pay $90. But if you are a team or organization listening, you can reach out to us directly for discounts. So, so Jen, outside of softball school, uh, what advice are you giving your athletes right now to make sure that they remain uh, fit both physically and mentally to return to the fields once this all ends? You know, I'm giving them the same advice that I'm having to give myself during this time because it's weird, right? It's weird being able to wake up whenever you want or eat whenever you want. I mean, I think for the first two weeks, I, I was personally just working way too much where I was forgetting to eat and not sleeping and not having a routine. So my first advice would be to create a routine for yourself. Humans function great on routines. So schedule out time for your homework, for your classes, for your physical activity, for your softball specific or or fill in the blank with whatever sport that you play. Um, And social time is important. I know for me, I'm an extreme extrovert. And so I'm having a really difficult time now just not seeing a lot of humans and not having that human interaction. So two biggest things are to one, create a routine and try and stick to that routine. And then two, just make sure that you are having some sort of social normal interaction because I I think that kids will feel the effects of isolation later on and it won't be as healthy. It won't be that healthy. Right. And I'm the exact opposite. I'm an introvert, but I'm finding myself needing more and more, um, you know, socialization with people. And it's really helped with this podcast. I've been able to reach out to a lot more people. Um, But so I'm the opposite, but I I completely agree with you. Routines are big and it's really important. And, you you know, it's you're going through ebbs and flows here, especially, you know, for parents at home with kids now trying to do school. It's such a challenge, but uh, that's great advice. Thank you. 
Yeah, I can't imagine uh, being a parent right now. I was just uh, on a FaceTime call with Francesca Anaya, who's an All-American at uh, the University of Florida. She's going to be one of our teachers tomorrow, and she's she works for Blast. Do you know what Blast is? Like yes. the uh, analytics company. Okay, so she works for Blast, and she's got two kids, uh, three and like ten months, and her husband's in media, so he's working nonstop. And so now she's no daycare, no help, still working full time from home. And she's just praying her three-year-old doesn't ask her in the middle of a conference call, like, mom, I have to poop, you know, yep. like, yep, absolutely. like bracing herself. <laughs> so I can imagine being a parent right now. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, there's not one person, you know, in the world that this whole pandemic hasn't, hasn't reached in some way, uh, you, you know, but we're all adjusting and that's what, you know, especially in this country, that's what makes us great is we're, we're able to adapt and, and, you know, your company for sure has, has shown that. Um, so Jen, uh, the phrase trust the process is used a lot in sports. How do you explain uh, that phrase to your athletes? That's funny. I was a worst firecracker growing up. So the, uh, it's a prominent travel ball team here in Southern California. And that is, that was their motto was trust the process. So to me, when you are like softball, for example, is a game of failure, right? We get a hit three out of 10 times. We're failing 70% of the time. That's a 30% grade on our math test. It's an F minus. And we have the chance to be an all American in softball. We have a chance to be one of the best hitters in the conference. So to me, it's during those times of failure, during those times where we think we suck, we think we can't, we don't know what's going on because everybody experiences that. And if you think you don't, you're lying to yourself. You have to be able to trust your training, trust what you believe in, trust that you're capable. If you don't have that trust, you are going to have a much more difficult time digging yourself out of a hole. And I always think that the athlete and the human being, the person who's able to adjust the quickest, who can make the fastest adjustment will be the most successful, not just on the softball field, but in the game of life. Jen, um, so our company, the name is Numbers Don't Lie. Mm -hmm. And that phrase, numbers don't lie, has deep meaning for athletes. Can you tell us what that phrase, numbers don't lie, means to you? Well, I think the, the obvious in the game of softball is, right, batting average, on-base percentage, all these analytical numbers that don't lie. Now, I think that we can't, as athletes, let ourselves get so wrapped up in the numbers, but at the same time, they're clear indicators of how hard you're working. They're clear indicators of your performance. And so I think it's always good to be able to reflect back on those, to know where you stand. Um, and to me, that's part of my favorite, my favorite thing about athletics, because when you get into the, the real world, and I say that with air quotations, right, and you're trying to get a job or you're trying to prove yourself, like sometimes there aren't numbers in the real world. And so I, I think the competition, the fact that you're trying to obtain something in sport, I mean, uh, that's what motivates and inspires me. Who inspired you as an athlete? Hands down, my dad. You know, my dad was an immigrant from Germany who came to America not knowing one word of English, and his family did not have a dollar in their pocket. And uh, they, they came here, learned the language, started a small construction company, building little retaining walls brick by brick by brick. My dad said he was at a construction site literally from probably the age six on. 
Um, he had a disease called leg perthes. So he was had his legs up in suspension for six months. Imagine, uh, you know, that Tom Hanks movie where uh, he has the whole leg brace. Like my dad had one of those, was told he would never walk again. Um, they put him in the pool and he became an All-American water polo player. Oh, wow. So full, yeah, so he's a three-time All-American, three-time CIF champion who had a full scholarship to USC, ironically. <laughs> uh, and his father did not value athletics whatsoever because um, in Germany, where he came from, culturally, it was about it was about work, right? So school didn't really, education didn't matter. It was, it was work. So my dad went to work and my dad was able to turn that tiny construction company into one of the largest in Southern California that builds massive strip malls that you'll see on freeways, the Bed Bath and Beyonds, the Targets. And to me, he always taught us girls work now, play later. Like that, that's just my motto. It's like written on my planner all the time. So for me, I, I know that anybody in the country will not outwork me. I will work harder than you. I'll look you dead in the eyes and tell you you're not going to outwork me. And I think I get that straight from my dad because I saw him live that. So it's hands down the biggest influence in my life. I, I love to hear that. And you can definitely see, you know, how that's influenced you. And just, just you telling that story is, is pretty awesome to hear. Jen, how, how can young athletes best utilize social media in their sports journey? Ooh, I think social media can be an incredible tool to young athletes. Now, obviously, they need to realize how important it is that when you put something up on social media, it doesn't go away. So we need to first recognize that. Um, and a lot of parents will say there's so many negatives in social media. They're scared to have their kids get it, which, you know, I believe that's a valid concern because you can't control what other kids are doing. You can't even control what your own kid is doing. However, when you're able to seek information, like I'm just thinking about package deal, Gentro catching, Gentro's Instagram, how much information that we give out for free. One, it's a learning tool that's at your fingertips at all times. And then two, every single college coach, every single travel ball coach, every single fill in the blank, whatever you want to do, they're there, right? Their eyes are there. So if you're putting out video of yourself, inspiring words, like it, it's your resume, that you don't need to write. It's who you are, it's your brand. You are developing your brand with everything that you post and that is a powerful tool to have in your back pocket. What role do highlight or skills videos play in the sports journey and recruitment process for athletes? And you touched a little bit on it just now, but what role specifically do videos play? Yeah, I think they're extremely important. I, I always say if I, were, if I were a kid coming up through the ranks right now, I would have an Instagram account that was just my highlight reel, that was just my videos. I would showcase my personality of, here, I'm going to my catching lesson. Here, I'm going to my hitting lesson. Here, so any of these coaches or organizations could follow along. Um, I think the, the biggest thing with recruiting tapes is, is to make sure that they're efficient to the point, not too long, not too drawn out, but it's the first impression that a coach is going to get to see you and it's going to make them come out to watch you in real life. So I think they're very crucial. Can you quickly tell us about your relationship with Easton and your own line of gear? Yeah, of course. So what was very awesome is for the past, gosh, it took us two years to develop the first ever female catcher's gear. So until now there had never been a gear that was designed from scratch 
mm-hmm. for a female softball player. So companies in the past had marketed that they had female gear, but what they'd done is they'd take the, um, you know, the base of the, the male gear and they'd tweak it here and there, make it smaller. I mean, a common term in softball is to pink it and shrink it. Yeah. So from top to bottom, we completely redeveloped the mask, the chest protector, the shin guards. Um, and we came out with the very first set of female specific catching gear. Um, and I, I can't dive too much into numbers, but I'll just tell you the impact that it's had on female lives is it's the number one product that's ever been sold in a baseball or softball market ever, which is absolutely insane. And not only that, but the gap that exists between uh, our gear and any other soft, fast pitch softball gear, the gap that exists is larger than any other company's sales this year. That, that's incredible. And we're also going to put a link to that because, um, cool. you know, I've been following that. I want to put a link to that in our show notes as well and, and get the word out. C- can you touch a little bit uh, your relationship with Nike? Yeah. So Package Deal is sponsored by Nike. And what's amazing is we were the first people ever to be sponsored by Nike softball, which is now Nike diamond. So essentially in the past, you've had former Olympians and you have current Olympians who represent Nike, but they represent Nike on an Olympic level. So in an Olympic year because of the USA connection. So Nike softball did not exist. Uh, I'm sure there's people listening who used to wear, or maybe still wear Nike SB, which is really skateboarding. And we would pretend it was Nike softball. (laughs) So (laughs) I did it all the time. So uh, package deals, Uh, partnered with Nike to help them create, again, a female fit line, Nike softball. And then because of uh, gender equality, we merged Nike baseball and Nike softball to create Nike diamond. So that's where you can follow on Instagram. It's a very new, new, new thing. So if people go to the Instagram handle, they'll currently see a lot more baseball than softball. But unfortunately, right before coronavirus hit, we were transitioning that handle over to um, shared 50-50 space. And because of coronavirus, everything's been kind of a little, um, you know, thrown out of the ordinary. But now if you walk into Dick's Sporting Goods or your local sporting goods store, you will see Nike softball shirts and sweatpants and sweatshirts and just an entire brand. And so uh, we're very proud to be partnered and sponsored by Nike. And we feel, I I mean, just incredibly lucky. It's the the world industry leader in apparel and footwear. Okay, Jen, we had a question from one of our followers, one of your followers as well, uh, Shay. She's a junior high softball player. And she asked, what is the main thing colleges look for in a player? Okay, so I think that every college can kind of teach you about a hit or field or right. There's like physical things. Of course, you need to be good at softball. Like you, you can't be the ter- most, the worst one on your team. However, I think far more than performance, they're looking at how you respond to that failure. So, in your over three days, what's your walk back to the dugout look like? How are you treating your parents and your teammates? Because you struck out on offense, does that carry over to your defensive game? How are you adjusting? I would, if I were a college coach right now, I would want the best leader on the field. I would want the one who's talking, who's inspiring, who's pushing their their team. I would want the girl who I didn't know if she was over three or three for three in that game, right? So more than the physical skills, because everyone's going to work on those. And yes, those are important. Uh, they're looking at how you respond to failure and how you continue to lead your team in your moments of failure. So we're we're down to our final rapid fire questions. So we're just, I'm just going to go real quick and and then get you out of here. So okay. <laughs> um, what's the best 
piece of leadership advice you've ever received from a coach or parent? Ooh, okay. Specifically, I'm a catcher, right? So all eight other positions on the field stare at you. And I, I think that happens in life a lot whenever you're put into a leadership position. That's essentially what it looks like, right? It's like everyone's eyes are on you. So in those moments, you need to make sure that everybody knows what's going on, what's happening, that you're a clear communicator and that you're confident in the way that you're speaking. I think it is just crucial, crucial that you're confident in what you're displaying. And I also think that everyone harps on being a team player, right? But if you're not pushing to be the best version of yourself, if you're not a little selfish in the way that you're working, you can't possibly be the best teammate that you can be. So it's okay to focus on yourself. That doesn't make you selfish at all, but make sure you show up for your team when it matters. Who's your favorite athlete and why? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> this is so tough. I'm going to go right now. My fr- she's my friend, but Alex Morgan on the U.S. women's soccer team. And I think right now specifically is because, you know, we're both pregnant and we're just we're good friends. But I, I see what she's able to do for, for females in general and just how she's been able to create a career and a brand that she's proud of. And, and I'm, I'm very lucky to call her a friend and she inspires me on a daily basis. Who's your favorite coach and why? Oh, my dad. Uh, my dad coached me growing up and, and he's not just my biggest influence, but my favorite coach. And then I'll give a very close second place to Coach Enquist who coached me for my first couple of years at UCLA before she retired. Um, she's the biggest female influence that I've had in my life. Okay, this is our final question, and Uh-oh. I know, and I know you're you're in Orange County. I know you're an Angels fan. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm a Dodgers well, fan. Oh, you're a Dodgers fan. Okay, well, my mistake, my mistake. Uh, but I also know you have a close connection with Garrett Cole. I do. Yeah. Uh, so here's here's my question. Okay. Because my my favorite team is the Angels, and oh, okay. uh, my my family's favorite player is Mike Trout. So okay. Garrett Garrett Cole versus Mike Trout. Who do you got? Garrett, I have to, to. you know what the cool thing about those two guys is, is Garrett would pick Mike and Mike would pick Garrett. That's their personality. That's who they are as people. So that's, what's very cool. And they're both expecting baby boys here soon. So it's pretty, pretty neat. The Trouts are incredibly nice people. And obviously the Coles are some of my best friends. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're both two of the best athletes as well as, um, best people and they're, they're, they're big role models. And, um, uh, you, you know, I just, I just want, kind of wanted to throw that question out there. At yeah, the, at no, the I love here, it. So. <laughs> I love it. I have to, like, I have to pick Gary. I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. So, um, Jen, where, where can people find you've thrown out a ton of links, but what's the best yeah. place people can uh, follow you? You want to follow me, follow me on Instagram at act Jen. That's with one N J E N underscore Shro S C H R O. So at Jen underscore Shro. All right. That's a wrap, Jen. I want to thank you so much. Uh, You've provided a ton of value and we can't wait to get this podcast out and we'll be in touch. Okay. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks, Jen. Okay. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of highlighting the best of youth sports. Be sure and subscribe and please help us reach more people by leaving a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. If you or someone you know are interested in learning more about Numbers Don't Lie and what we do, what programs and services we offer for athletes, and how to get your athlete involved, be sure to visit numbersdontlie.biz. Until our next episode, go out and win the day and never miss your opportunity to be great. 
Thanks for listening to highlighting the best of youth sports.